Hello all, welcome back to another episode of the Cold World Podcast. I'm here as always with Mr. True Footy, Jesse. Thanks buddy. How, How you are doing? you? Ooh, I'm so used to doing that on True Footy. I'm the first one to ask because I'm normally doing this the intro. This is my show. I know, I'm not used to it buddy. I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, for those that are viewing, it is a Sunday afternoon, currently five o'clock. So uh, being in beautiful Perth, we get some sunshine to about 7.30, so it's, uh, yeah, everyone's winding down, had a good weekend, and uh, we thought it'd be a good time to sit down and, milady, and <laughs> do a podcast. It has been a little while since we've done one, just you and me, mm. last one with, with young Druzy. Yes. Um, so the last one we did it before that was, was it the lockdown one, or was there one in between? I, I don't know. No, it sounds about right. I think, I think so, yeah. I've had a few different styles since then. Yes. Shaved head and beard. Yes. Clean shaven, medium yeah. length hair. Yes. Got a little cheeky mullet going at the moment. Yep. Really has been a transformation. Yep. But it's been good. And you're happy with the mullet and my combination? Yeah, it's coming along. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's nothing, there's no style that I prefer to have at the moment. Yes. I do get bored easily with my looks, as you well know. Mm-hmm. So um, as soon as I get sick of one look, it's uh, out with the old and in with the new. Yes. I'm thinking I could grow a fairly long, dirty mullet. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like Logan Paul's um, little style at the moment. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of got like the, the frizzy at the front to sort of cover his receding hairline and then he's got like a dirty mullet at the back but for sure I think he rocks it yeah yeah I think mullets are obviously very fashionable right now and they are fashionable haircuts I think the moment that a mullet looks shit and just looks straight out bogan is when the top is the same length as the sides mm. as, as long as you always have like this sort of like Mm. the sort of short through here but you have something at top and then the length down the back I think that looks good and that looks really stylish and we've seen guys in the NFL who have that look and it mm. looks really good true um, one of my favourite mullets is Jeff Woodick has like a really good mullet he's obviously a very good looking guy which one's he? so he's sort of new to uh, YouTube-ish he used right. to have a show called Jeff's Barbershop oh okay and he'd bring people in and interview him while he'd give them a haircut yeah um, and he's like a comedian Really funny dude, but he's like a. I, I like his styling. He's got like. I feel like I know who that is. He's been on Joe Rogan, or is that? No, 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 no. So he was on. He was on Logan Paul's podcast, okay. Impulsive, yeah. the one before the Ben Askren one. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Didn't Speaking catch of it. Ben Askren, we will get into that in a little bit. But um, yeah, I think I. I think I showed you when you were talking like oh, mullets at the start. I was like, oh, this is this is the one that I like, mm. and showed you that. But yeah, no, I think uh, mullets are a very cool and trendy thing at the moment, and uh, yeah. They can definitely be pulled off and look really stylish. I generally jump on a uh, a trend right as it's about to die, so that means the mullet thing is probably. No, I think you're pretty safe. I think yeah. I think I think you're pretty safe. I think it will start stick around for a while. Hope so. Um, I, I think that hairstyles coming in, they stay in for a bit. Mm. Um, like for example, back in the day when like the frullet or like the salad was a look. Yeah. That that stayed in for a for a good amount mm. of years. There's a little shot there. People at home. Yeah, yeah. Get a look at that. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah. No, it's looking good. It's going to be touched up, but yeah. No, yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, it is amazing because I always do my um, my market research before I get a haircut. Right. And I generally ask like our girls usually, like, what do you... Oh, anyone really, but um, girls' votes count twice. Um, now, like, what do you think of the style? And it was amazing the the young girls uh, where I work between like anywhere between like 20 and 24, like they love mullets right now. Yeah. And including like real dirty ones like yep. Lockie Jones I went on to Lockie Jones from Port Adelaide he's the, the young fellow that debuted recently the one that looks like he's about 35 yep. I went on his Instagram out of curiosity recently and all these like 
good looking girls I noticed just like jumped on and followed him and it's like you don't follow football <laughs> you just love mullets yeah but yeah no that's interesting because that's one of the haircuts that I was referring to that I just mm. think is just like not stylish that's I agree I think he just kind of rocks it because he's a real masculine looking good looking fella yeah so yeah he, he can have a dirty song sort of get away with it yeah I yeah. mean who really thinks Dustin Martin's haircut's cool I think it's lame as fuck to be honest yeah it just suits his sort of persona I yeah. suppose he's just a good looking dude as well so he rocks it but and like, he's got that real dangerous look, which I think yeah. girls really like, like the tattoos and the, like he, uh, he's not very like commercially brand friendly. Yeah. He's like just got that roughness that you would never be able to like take, like coach out of him. It's like he does meth, but in a cool way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 He does meth on weekends only. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. He's got his shit together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, he's making like probably a million bucks a year. So. Mm, mm. It is kind of wild though when you think like Dustin Martin at the top of his game at the moment, a million dollars a year is nothing compared to what elite athletes and other sports are getting. Yeah. As we saw today, we just watched the boxing between Jake Paul and um, Ben Askren. And uh, yeah, fair to say Dusty is a far better sort of like in terms of top of his game in, in his, uh, what do you call it, sport yep. really. Yep. Um, like him making one to two million a year maybe with extras, it's... It's not a lot of money, is it? No. I think the thing with uh, sports especially, um, which is like when people talk about like the difference between the two genders making different money per sport, like why, why do the male footballers make so much more money than the female footballers? And I think it all comes back to like how, how, much, how, many, how many eyes can you bring to your individual sport at that time that you're playing? So obviously like when we're talking about uh, the Ben Askren and Jake Paul fight, they would have had... 10 times the amount of people that would watch the AFL Grand Final. Yeah. Maybe yeah. more. Maybe more than 10, 10, 10 times. Like, True. So, yeah, I think that I think that's what it is. So, obviously, Jake Paul is nowhere near the athlete that we'll see from, like, the NBA or the AFL. But, obviously, with his popularity uh, and clout, um, he obviously can make a lot of money doing it because he's bringing so many eyes to his individual uh, events. True. Well, I, I fucking love the Jake Paul narrative that's going on. So, I'm one of those people that you refer to that, like, don't uh, follow fighting or anything like that, but purely because of what's happened over the last well, a couple of years, pretty much since Joe Weller fought KSI, mm. like I'm knee deep in it. Admittedly, I'm a bit, I, I'm a nuffy as well. Like I'm, I'll just put myself out there and say, I don't like know anything about fighting. Really, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but it's, I will watch all of those fights that any YouTuber of those, that, that caliber is involved in. Cause yep. yeah. And I, I probably wouldn't watch any other professional big fights or at least pay for it. But um it's definitely had that effect on me where I'm like, I was so pumped for today. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So much so that, um, I mean, you said it and I, I said it as well when we are watching the fight. Um, I started getting nervous like right yeah. as I was coming into it. Like, and I used to have that feeling because I was a big Conor McGregor fan, especially when he was like coming through his rise, that sort of 2016 sort of era. Mm. Um, and I used to feel the same way about all of his fights as well. I used to get like really into it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, it, I, I'm the same. So, I... I admittedly was like a bit of a Logan Paul fan for a lot of years now I sort of uh, fell into him when like he was doing those like daily vlogs and all that kind of stuff right very like immature but it was always just yeah. like action packed and fun to watch and like it was just something that I'd watch like late at night in bed about to fall asleep like I'd just watch a couple of those and it'd be something funny and like uh, yeah to, to the point that I started watching them on a daily basis and literally caught up like there wasn't any previous ones i could watch I'd, yeah. I'd watched all of them so i was like up to the date wow but um yeah to go back to the jake paul thing um yeah i think i i get i get a bit annoyed when people like trash him and talk so much shit about him because uh as we see from like countless other child stars like going up with all that fame with all that money is really really tough 
does get to Ed does get to your head sorry mm-hmm. uh, and I think like people that want to trash him and talk shit about him you have you have like you got to have some sort of empathy to put yourself in that position and how would you handle it and I know myself my personality my sort of addictive personality I've got a very like full-on personality that like I would just like go off as well and I mm-hmm. think I'm the shit and I would like yeah so I think for anyone that really wants to trash him you don't have much, much empathy and you 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 must not be able to put yourself in people's shoes and really think like, well, how would I handle that situation? Mm. Because like, yeah, I, I've never hated the Paul brothers, even though they've done some shitty things, I'm sure. Um, because I can appreciate like it, that. That's a tough life to live. There's a lot of like casual, uh, I want to say YouTube fan, but like people who are casually aware of Jake Paul and just sort of see his like media demeanor, um, and have his idea of who he is and uh, to be fair he probably isn't a real nice guy mm. but like they they sort of cast a sort of passing impression on him and then assume like he's a dickhead but like you say when you dig a bit deeper what he's doing is fucking sick yeah like I, would you go as far to say you like Jake Paul or where do you, where do you sit on yeah him? yeah yeah. I'm, yeah I'm fans of their work yeah mm. him and him and Logan I really like Logan I would go it's a weird one Jake I find that I equally hate and love him yeah like he's a shit bloke a lot of it's an act like that's what people don't really realize he's a masterful marketer and the the way that he's and uh, in particular him has sold this fight has been extremely effective as we saw on the uh he goes on impulsive but i've seen him say otherwise as well uh, other uh, elsewhere as well like he's been very calculated with the way he's branded himself for this fight and his tactic is to get the MMA community to hate him enough to tune in to see him lose, and yep. that's exactly what he's successfully done. Yep. Like so many people were invested in this fight because they wanted to see him get his face smashed in. Yeah. Um, which you know the opposite happened, but and the, I think that's like the the best part about the story is that yeah. like he's talking, he's doing all this stuff, and he's making everyone doubt him. But each time we've seen it at every level that he's gone to, he has like just absolutely smashed guys. Mm. Like his last two fights, so obviously like. Other than the YouTube stuff, because I think the Deji one went into like the third round, if I'm yep. not mistaken, close yep. to that. And then I think uh, the Gib one, I believe, went to the second round. I can't actually remember. It but it might be, early, it could be first, but, yeah. I, but I want to say second round. Um, and then then from then on, people are like, yeah, but like the YouTubers. So yeah. so then he's like winning, got an ex-professional athlete, a basketballer, mm. who uh, is 5'9", but has won two slam dunk contests. Mm. So that in itself just shows you like this guy... Could, you could not find a more athletic person. If you, yeah. want, if you want to find someone that is like the epitome of athleticism, where every fiber in their body is like fast, fast firing, fast, like fast action, powerful stuff, mm. you couldn't do it. So he's gone and got him. Did it in the first round. And everyone's like, well, he's not a fighter. So then he's got yeah. Ben Askren and he's just like, again, knocked him out in the first round. It's the reason why I love the narrative and it's the same reason why I love Conor McGregor was because they would talk and like they would say these things and they would get under everyone's skin but then when it come down to like the, the, the bright lights they would they would prove it and you'd be like to me that's like there's not that's there's no better story than that I, I, I like fall in love with characters like that I fall in yeah. love with guys that like are out there having fun talking shit like mm. not like happy to like ruffle some feathers but when it comes down to it they perform and they and they show their class on it yeah so big fan of all that for sure. And I, I think with people um, that, like, they look back at it retrospectively and say, yeah, Nate Robinson can't fight. But if you look at it contextually, to that point, he'd only fought an Eason Gibb. And so, like, he hadn't proven himself at all. Like, so he was just as much of a novice at the time. Um, and versing a guy as an actual athlete, that must have been pretty intimidating. Yep. 
but he absolutely slept him yep. like like three times in the same fight. Yeah, that should have got stopped way earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, I think for me as well, I was just going into today, and it, it's tough because I do like Ben Askren. I've, n- I've never really watched MMA, but I, so I've only really followed him from this. I've watched his um, Impulsive and yep. some other interviews as well. Just seems like a hell of a dude. Yeah. Um, super intelligent too. Sort of guy you'd want your, your daughter to marry. Like he just seems like a super nice, like low-key alpha, but generally good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was torn because I generally favor the good guy. Like Joe Willer, KSI, like KSI built himself to be the villain. And uh, I was like, I wanted Joe the underdog to win. But, um, but today I felt torn and I was like, I don't want this Jake Paul narrative to end. Because if Jake Paul loses to Ben Askren, no way is he going to hit a fight with Conor McGregor. Um, KSI fighting him, yeah, that would be pretty cool. But suddenly, like, it's a lot less interesting because yeah. Jake would have thrown himself into the actual fighting ring and fallen up short. And yeah, for me, I just want to see the story continue. So I would have been really flat if he'd lost today. For sure, yeah. Against the guy who'd been training boxing for what, like 12 weeks or something? Yeah. And clearly went into it out of shape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't look good. Yeah, it's, it's funny though because. Uh, Obviously, you don't been boxing for that short amount of time. Yeah. But we are also talking about like a professional fight, a guy mm-hmm. that made millions of dollars fighting in a cage where there's literally like no rules. Obviously, there is some rules, but like mm. you, the general narrative of UFC, you can say like guys get in there and there's no rules. You can kick, punch, you yeah. can choke guys out. Like it's it's a lot more free flowing. So, yeah, I I just like the way that Jake has done it in progression in, in mm. steps. So yeah. that, like he didn't just come out after like beating Anderson and give him be like. Any UFC fighter, I'll take him. Yeah. Like he he heard the chatter, and people were saying like, oh, that he hasn't fought anyone that's like really athletic. So like he strategically went and got like an at like uh, a basketballer because like that's the, that's who he can match. Mm. Beat him. Yeah. And then from there, everyone's saying, well, well, he hasn't fought a real fighter before. So then he's gone and got a UFC fighter who's a wrestler mainly, and like I mean, Benashwin's like an Olympic wrestler, very very yeah. good. Got you know he's yeah a competitor, top top wrestler, and he's also fought in places in like in the UFC and other other sort of fighting companies where um other people are trying to punch him. Mm. So it's not like it's not like he was just like a complete wrestler. Like he's he's done enough where like he should be able to throw hands. He's been yeah, true. And he's been he's taken plenty of hits as well. Yeah. Um, other than the Masvidal knee, which uh rendered him You right yeah, you <laughs> you write that off. Yeah, but I mean in all the other ones that you could possibly recover from he generally did, right? Yep. So yep. he's he's got a pretty strong chin on him. I mean he got he got absolutely rocked by a guy called Robbie Lawler who's like a mm. UFC great mm. and that's something that like people always go back to like pr- before the fight happened they were like if Robbie Lawler couldn't knock him out there's no way Jake Paul can knock him out Yeah. and then you fast forward to post fight mm. Jake Paul probably like obviously obviously in boxing there's like you, you, th- you throw punches but like there's only a few punches that you throw with proper intent Yeah. and I reckon Jake Paul threw maybe like four or five punches with intent mm. it was the fifth one or sixth one yeah close to that number that just slept him yeah. fell on his face <laughs> face down ass up like ready to get fucked like he was just <laughs> he like yeah he just he made him made him his bitch he really did yep. yeah yeah um a true geordie called it perfectly hey because he um and to be fair to true geordie he's called like every one of these fights correctly like with a nissan gib um that, again, they were completely unknown. Like he had just fought Deji Jake Paul and um, and beaten him fairly easily. And J- Deji's like half his size, so it's not even a real like yeah. thing to be proud of, to be honest. But um, but Anisong Gibb was like touted to be one of like KSI's sparring partner. And, well, and he also fought in that same Deji yeah. fight. He fought in the undercard yeah. and and beat some dude. Yeah, yeah. So um, hindsight would show that he's a shit house fighter. Yeah. But, um, but at the time, um, he like had some respect 
with him. And I completely forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> I was, ah, fuck. Something that True Geordie pointed out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um, no, so prior to that fight, all the guys around him, admittedly some of them were like pro-UK. So they were like, no, no, uh, Gibbs got this. He's going to clap him. And then um, True Geordie was like, no, I can't see it going any other way. Jake's going to annihilate him. And he did. And then he did the exact same thing for this fight. So, And True Geordie doesn't really... He probably pays respect to Jake because Jake's done him a few favours by jumping on the pod and stuff like that. But for the most part, like he's got no real connection. To no, it's not like they're there's no real ties, yeah. And he was very, very confident that this fight was going to go exactly the way it did, which yeah. is pretty dope. Another uh, point that True Geordie made uh, post-fight was... he Because you know how Logan is gearing up to fight Floyd Mayweather? Yeah. Uh, True Geordie sort of pointed that and he said... It's hard to imagine uh, Floyd Mayweather going for Logan, mm. who lost his last fight, mm. has, doesn't, hasn't got really any relevance in the fighting community, mm. whereas you've got Jake Paul, who's fighting regularly, fighting real mm. guys, just fought a UFC fighter and knocked him out in the first round. Yeah. How many people would watch Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather versus Jake Paul versus Floyd Mayweather? Yeah. Why not both? Yeah. Dot JPEG. Just yeah. a, a three way in the ring. Just like. <laughs> I just meant one after the other. I think that would still be massive. Yeah, fight. that would. But um, it is a good point. It is a good point. Mm. And if, if you're talking about fighters and you're, you're yeah. talking about the Paul brothers, you, you, you've got to give give Jake yeah. the, the cap. You've got to say, like, well, 100%. out of these three brothers, you're, you're definitely the fighter. Yeah. I put Logan in that podcast realm yeah. where he's really good at that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to see what happens with this Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight because. Um, I think if you want to like get a proper fight, you put Jake in there. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the difference, well, maybe not even the difference. I was going to say the difference with Logan is like, in theory, he should have more power behind him than Jake. In theory, because he's a bigger dude. Like, uh, I'd imagine when we're talking about this, like during the fight, Jake's low key thick. Like he's actually fucking heavy. Like yeah. he's considerably shorter than me, about twelve kilos heavier than me. Um, and, you know, probably about the same level of body fat, probably less. I d- didn't really get a good look. But, um, yeah, no, he has got some meat behind him. But yeah. I would say that at their full genetic potential, Logan is bigger. For sure. And, you know, they're both fucking huge dudes. Yeah. So, in theory, Logan has the bigger size advantage in that fight, which is the only real avenue he would have to beat in Floyd. Yeah. So, he'd have to somehow be the first man to knock him out. Yeah. Um, so that's like where Logan would have a small chance of beating Floyd. I don't think he's ever going to go the whole, like the distance with him and win on points. But uh, but then again, like if Jake can strike the way he can, and he probably he probably hits harder than Logan in terms of like his timing and power. Um, yeah, you'd think he'd put up more of a fight. Yeah, I, I would like to see both. Yeah, I'd always feel like Floyd would. I'd want to say a step backwards. It definitely wouldn't be a step backwards for for Jake, but. The way he's going, like he he has the chance to sort of move into, like the real professional realm. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. kind of on the outskirts of it now. He's fighting guys at his level and annihilating them. With Floyd, it's an exhibition match that he's almost guaranteed to lose. It's like a, it's like a novelty fight. Exactly right. So that's why it's probably more suited to a Logan who's yeah. not going to really pursue fighting. I don't think. Um, whereas if you know Jake gets in the ring with a Dylan Dennis and then maybe a Conor McGregor, a KSI, then that's probably like. I mean, he's a chance to win yeah. those. I don't know if he'd beat Conor McGregor. That's a, that's, a, that's a tough one, yeah, because Conor's known yeah. for the hands, so that's a... Yeah. 
the the, th- the same thing with Connor is the size differential. So yes. do you know how tall uh, Connor is off the top of your head? Yeah, five nine. Five nine. Okay, so we're talking. Uh, Got very long, long arms though, so right. I don't know how the reach, what the reach is between them. The reach around. But I know Connor's height is five nine. Yeah, five, he's nine. a tiny bit shorter than me. So three inches. Um, probably would have to bulk up considerably for the fight. I'd imagine. Do you reckon? Connor? Yeah. I dare say he's walking around with a pretty heavy weight these days. Yeah, okay. Yeah, real thick boy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's got his own fight coming up, right? In June? Connor? Uh, yeah, he's fighting Poirier again. Three? He got announced, yeah. Oh, wow. I think it's June. If it's not June, it's July, but it's definitely happening. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's going to be in some decent shape there. But yeah. uh, I guess, like, what would you want to see next for Jake Paul, if you could choose? Yeah, it's a good one. So, obviously, coming into this... I would have liked to see the Dylan Dennis fight mm. because mm. Uh, they're both uh, like younger guys. Dylan Dennis has a bit of a, like a an online presence as well. Yeah, tell me a little bit about Dylan Dennis because I don't know much about him and maybe the people listening don't. Right, so Dylan Dennis is a, I want to say Bellator fighter. So not UFC, but in another organization. Right. So he sort of shot up to fame when he became Conor McGregor's uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach. Okay. For the Khabib fight. Right, right. So Dylan Dennis is like a world-renowned, very, very good, like dare say top 10 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu fighters How in the world. Is he? he's like 27? 24. 24. Is yeah, he young, young guy. Wow. 24, maybe 25. Okay. But um, yeah, he's sort of, he's, we'll call it mid-20s. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but at the moment hasn't fought in two years. I think his last fight was like early 2019. Um, just went through a knee reconstruction. Um, nice. And yeah, just like, is a young dude. So I think someone talks some shit, whether it be Jake or Dylan first, and then being the young internet kids that they are, growing up in that generation, they just started this like internet uh, like beef and just sort of like, I guess, chipping each other. Um, and yeah, Dylan, Dylan has not been active, has not done much. Apparently Jake Paul offered him the fight. Mm. And he had no interest, couldn't do it, didn't want to do it, although they've talked a lot of shit to each other before. And then the second was then Jake going, Jake obviously offered Conor McGregor, which was a line shot, never going to happen. Yeah. And then he then went to Ben Askren and mm. offered Ben Askren and Ben Askren took it. Yeah. But, um, sorry, I just want to double back to um, a point that you made before. Yep. Which was, I guess, the difference between Jake and Logan Paul. Sure. And saying that, like, in theory, Logan has, like, is bigger and stronger and, and yeah. should be in theory be a better fighter yeah. he's taller like his, his body type is maybe a little bit more lean and powerful so maybe he yeah. could fight at a lower weight class while still re- having power where Jake yeah. just Jake is obviously thick at the moment so yeah. for the level that he needs to fight he needs to fight other thick guys Yeah. Um, I think the biggest difference and I think it was like the evidence was uh, the KSI fight is Logan just does not have that fighter mentality in killer him. instinct he was shit scared of getting a punch from yeah. KSI Yeah. the whole fight with with KSI, which was a five round fight, he two he threw two right hands. Wow. He was so scared to put himself out that he just wanted he just could only do this. Yeah. And you see you see Jake fight and he's got he gives no fucks. Mm. Like I, I remember in the fight that just happened the Ben Askren Jake Paul fight. Uh, ben Askren like clipped him, so mm. he got he got like a little punch up the top of the head, which is super super dangerous because if you get clipped in that that temple region, yeah, okay. you just get put out. Yeah. And uh, I sort of watched it and I was like, oh, that's interesting because it was in like the first couple of exchanges. And I was like, I, I want to see how, what, what Jake does next. If he, if he just got hit and it sort of half rocked him, 
and he's thinking like, oh, fuck, fuck, like it starts to get a bit more conservative. But he was straight back into it, mm. and he was throwing like he throws mean punches and like he's like throwing both hands and he's getting in and like it's just like yeah, mm. I think that's the main difference between them is like Logan just like is too scared of getting hit, hasn't got that fighter mentality where Jake seems to like seems to enjoy it. Well, he well, likes hurting people and he's not afraid of like getting a hit back. I think he believes that he can take some hits because like sure. he will put himself in, in danger because he thinks that his punch will hurt you more than you can hurt him. Definitely. And while we're on that, I would say Jake's Paul's Jake Paul's ascension to be a badass motherfucker has shocked me. Oh yeah. I probably started shooting into this around the time uh, when Joe was fighting KSI, and that was when Jake was sort of picking on Deji. Deji was like, why don't you fight my brother KSI? And he's like, no, no, I'll fight you. <laughs> and I just like, again, it, it's a lesson in like what you see online versus what they must be like in person. There's like a separation there because Jake Paul looked like a little bitch to me. Yep. I generally thought he was a pussy. Not the most masculine guy back then. He spoke with a very mild lisp. Um, didn't, um, not that that really means anything, but you know, just like, he just seemed a bit, non-athletic which mm. that completely wrong mm. um, and I remember thinking Deji's probably going to make a fight of this and Deji's like you know four foot nothing yep. so to see his ascension to being way tougher mentally it seems than Logan and have that sort of reptilian mindset as True Geordie calls it um, and other people it's it shocks me and mm. I, I I wouldn't say I like him but I am fascinated by him and I, he's extremely entertaining I, I never liked Conor McGregor because I was a very casual fan and didn't really understand why he was entertaining I just thought he was a dick yeah now that I'm more into it I'm like I love watching Jake Paul yeah like he is fascinating me yeah and um like in oh but by the way um little not exclusive but half the presses um Dylan Dennis put up an insta saying fuck this I'm taking the contract I'm gonna do this fight now I'm gonna fuck this cunt up <laughs> Good. He, he posted that since the fight oh, so really? he's keen for it um, Jake's in, in his post press conference he's had a shit 10 days he got accused of sexual assault or whatever it was his security guard just died exactly so yep. he looked like a man he's like I need a break like I'm going to enjoy life for a bit so not sure on timeline but um, it'd be cool for me like I definitely want the McGregor fight maybe not next because I don't because he'll probably he'll lose you yep. think right now and Connor's obviously got a, is tied up with the UFC yeah. as well, so he's got. He, you can see it happening down the track yes. when there's money to be made for Connor, yep. like one last bang or whatever. Yep. Um, but let me bang, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see, in addition to a Dylan Dennis fight, I want to see KSI get in the ring with him because I don't think he would ever do it. See, I agree, but True Jordy apparently said on his. Well, apparently I watched it. He said on his stream that KSI is like training again and like seriously training. So I think he's low key getting himself back in the shape. I'm keen for it. I just think it would end very bad. I think KSI get knocked out in the first round yeah. like like all these other guys have. And I, I don't like KSI and maybe there's a double standard there because KSI is equally as entertaining. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't like him because he was the villain in the Joe Weller thing and I, I even thought he was a villain versus Logan to be honest. I thought Logan was a lot more like um, dignified in the way he went about things. KSI went at him a lot harder and you know wasn't afraid to get personal. I've probably changed my view on it over time because yep. I, I, I respect that sort of mind game and I think KSI is super talented at that shit. But um, KSI is a warrior as well though. And he's, oh, no, yeah, he's he not is. a great boxer, no, but he's but a tough motherfucker. Yes. Yep. And to even to beat Logan, who's way bigger than him, yep. um, away from home, yep. that shows an extreme mental toughness. Yep. So I reckon if he invests himself in this fight, yes. we're gonna it's gonna be entertaining. I yep. mean, I'm sure Jake could win, but yep. uh, that's the fight I wanna see. The the one thing I will say about that is that KSI trained 
boxing for a number of years and I never saw any real technical improvement from him in boxing. Mm. Whereas Jake is like, you watch Jake's fight and he looks like a real boxer. Like he throws real, real punches, uh, throws them with a lot of heat. When he hits a guy properly, a guy that even is like a world-class fighter that has taken big shots before, he seems to put him down and it seems to like really fucking hurt mm. him. KSI has still got that really like wild technique. There's like a lot of like overhands. I've don't even know if he hits people with this. I think he like, <laughs> like open hands, like yeah. palms him in the head. Yeah. And I just think if if Jake is training, I mean no one knows behind the scenes, right? But if Jake is training with the guys that I think he is training with by what he looks like and is sparring the guys that I believe he would at his level, I think if he come to someone like KSI and he's got a smart coach as well, so he's not gonna like they're not, on the lead up. They're not gonna like be doing. They're gonna mimic KSI's fighting style, and yeah. I th- I think like his technique and power but mainly the technique difference between the two i think it will just shine through and jake i think jake will make an absolute mess of him you'd have to think yeah there's a huge skill gap between them now yes um so it is hard to imagine ksi an exposure difference sorry yeah. to cut you off but like sorry. massive exposure difference so yes. like ksi name the people that he's fought right joe weller and logan yeah jake is now gone to fight an ex nba player and now a professional uh mm. ex-professional fighter yeah like, yeah, that's another huge difference, but sorry, I cut you off. No, that's all right. I was just going to say, yeah, it is hard to imagine that. The only thing that works for KSI is just that he's a fucking tough dude. Yeah. And, like, he's a warrior, like I said. So, um, it is hard to imagine KSI getting knocked out. I know Jake's probably hits harder than Logan, but it is just, he just seems that so, like, that sort of guy that it's hard to bring down. But, yeah, it, that's a long way the difference between that and actually winning it about. And is there much for KSI? to go into this fight because he's probably going to be the underdog. Yep. And if he loses, there's going to be a lot of like, um, you can't imagine it, him taking an honorable loss. Do you know what I mean? There's too much beef there. Sure. Like they kind of hate each other. So yeah, it's yeah, like, sure. why get in the ring with someone if you're, uh, even for a payday like that, when you're KSI and you can only blemish your record. So yeah. Yeah. But I would love to see it happen. Yeah. Cool. I think, um, I think though, having, cause like, and I know it's like all hype and it's all selling the fight, but a lot of talk previously that we saw from like the, these YouTube fights when they were first sort of kicking off was guys would mention that like if you lose your career's over, like yeah. I will end your like your career's gonna end. Like yeah. you're gonna be a meme, you're gonna be this, you're gonna be that. But I think Logan losing and his career never taking a dip down, like he like everyone like or not everyone, but his fans still watch his podcast. It's not like he lost and all his fans are like, Oh well now I'm gonna watch KSI all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. he he still does great numbers on his podcast. He's still super popular. So I think the one thing that KSI could at least lean on is if I lose, like it's not gonna ruin my career. Yeah. I can true. really just take a punt on this and, mm. and win or lose, my life will still stay the same. I'm I'm not like the internet's not gonna completely trash me and mm. I'm not gonna like just lose everything. Yeah, it's definitely a myth perpetuated by the YouTubers in the in the pre hype build up. Yeah. The same thing they were saying that this is gonna end you Asker and he's like, I'm gonna go back to training on Monday with my wrestling academy. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and he's dead right. Like yeah. it doesn't. It is I'm sure he would have liked it not to have been in such an embarrassing loss because it there's no way it wasn't an embarrassing loss, but uh, yeah, overall, like, life goes on. So. Yes, for sure. But super interesting stuff. Love to see it. I'm all for it. Mm. I can't wait for the next one, to be honest. Yeah. After the Nate Robinson fight, I was like, God, I can't wait till, till the next one. And then we got like a minute fight of the yeah. $40 pay-per-view. <laughs> that's that's a that's another one, another thing as well, is uh, we've seen KSI in long fights where... Mm. He always like he has a way where like he's for like this weird fat 
gamer. <laughs> and then and then he's gotten fit. He's got this incredible gas tank. I don't know where yeah. it comes from, but like his cardio was like incredible. Yeah. He took Logan out to deep waters and just basically drowned mm. him in, in his win against him. Yeah. Like those last rounds, Logan was like absolutely gassed. Mm. KSI still was like like a lot of pressure putting on him. Um I just whistled when I did that. So <laughs> the old guy or family guy. Come on, Um but uh we haven't seen that from Jake, right? So Jake yeah. hasn't been in those fights yet because he keeps fucking knocking dudes out. Yeah. So like that—that's probably the one thing that I would, like. The I, I would I would put a point to, on the KSI side. It was mm. like, I I want to give KSI the the tick in the cardio section and say mm. like I think he might have better cardio. Yeah. Because sparring is sparring. You can, you can you're never really throwing full punches in sparring. So yeah, like yeah. it's a whole different story. And just like when you're having an adrenaline adrenaline dump. Yep. So to speak. Yep. Um, I did one before. <laughs> Heart was racing. <laughs> um, Toilet sweats. <laughs> yeah, the porcelain sweat. Um, no, but when that happens, uh, you just you just run out of gas ten times faster. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so yes. it's always a bit different, but yeah. Speaking of life going on, Dylan. <laughs> I'm not looking forward Seamless to this. Seamless segue. Congratulations on. Uh, joining me on this side of the hill. Yeah. You've turned 27 since the last podcast. Yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah, so my birthday was Wednesday. Um, yeah, look, the older you get, the more you realize that, like, you never really change. You don't wake up the day of your birthday mm. or, like, say I'm born at, like, 8.30 in the morning. At 8.31, it's not like this, I'm just, like, a completely different person. I'm just like, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, you like it's it's just the, it's the same stuff, right? It's the same me. I'm still doing it. Yeah. It's just um, yeah. The the you get to an age where like saying your age starts to come a bit like, mm. Err. Err. like saying saying twenty. How old are you? I'm I'm twenty seven. Um, you, what are you doing at Metro, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> um, not exactly that, but uh, yeah. It's just it's uh, it's just the perceived definitely. Uh. I don't know what it is, but it's like there's a perception behind it where, oh uh, yeah, Stigma. you just seem old. Yeah, it's just like yeah, you're, yeah, like thirties is like right behind me, yeah. chasing me down, and I'm looking, I'm not gaining any any yeah. any like any length from this. Like it is like it is getting closer to it's going to absolutely clap my cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I've been 27 for a few months now, and. Um, there is a it feels like a big jump from 26 in terms of how old it sounds yes so like i work with a lot of people younger than me so um they're more conscious of it i think if i was surrounded by 30 year olds in my friendship group i'd feel like the young one so but because i'm working with 19 to 24 year olds now that i'd say that i'm 27 they're like what you hanging out with us for (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why all my friends are a black guy (laughs) but but yeah no what you talking about willis Yeah, no, it, it is different. It is yeah, different. Do, yeah. You, do you fear aging? I do, yeah, yeah. Mm. Not keen for it. Yeah. But um, I think it's just like, it's a weird little period that we're in because uh, you're so used to just being young mm. and you're so, and like you know nothing else and you, you're, like, you're so used to like not having any health problems. Not that I do as of, I'm 27. But you're, you're so used to like taking all those things for granted. Yeah. Um, and then you, now you get to the stage, you're like, okay, like this is a thing. It definitely is going to happen. Can't stop it. Can't like, you know, when you're younger, you don't even think about it. It starts to enter your mind. Mm. And then the, the, the idea of time becomes like marginally, marginally more precious. Mm. So like you appreciate 
time and you appreciate current moments more than you did when you were younger because you're just like flying through life and not really taking any time to really like understand pivotal moments that you're going to look back on and, and laugh at with your friends or things like that. Yeah. So I have noticed that my perception of time and uh, and special moments with special people, like I, I value those way more now. Interesting. Because I realize how fleeting this all is. Very true. So I think that's the biggest thing. You sound so wise. Mm. 27 I'd say beyond your years but nope <laughs> <laughs> no there actually is one guy at my work who um I want to say he's like 22 yeah. and I like he found out it was my birthday he's like oh, how old you are how, how old you are <laughs> he's not he doesn't he speaks better English than that um he asked how old am he's I turning Puerto Rican. <laughs> he asked how old I'm turning and I said like yeah 27 and he was like damn I forget how old you are <laughs> yeah it's tough hey yeah I, the one thing I hate is when you make a reference to a show or a song and, and the kids are like what what that, that ain't some Addison Ray shit <laughs> who do you work with I don't know. <laughs> His name's Jamal. <laughs> it's always the same guy I talk to. <laughs> nah, they're just um, like even talking to Drews. He's nineteen, turning twenty soon. But I, I referenced um, what show? Cheers. No, Frasier. You remember Frasier? No. Okay, that makes me feel a little. Does it make me feel better or worse? I don't know. But um, yeah, no. I just make references. Where did you to, watch? Where was it? Yeah, uh, it was like um, well, I mean, were you in like WA when you were watching the show? Or yeah, was this yeah. Like, so okay. this was like. Uh, early 2000s Right I'm sure if you brought it up I'd probably remember it But yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. one of my favourites Growing okay. up So Alright That's just a random example But uh, No I make references to shows And songs or actors That people just don't know All the time Right Like I'm my sisters <laughs> Because my sisters are like Eight years older than me So I can see them Go through this phase And now it's happening to me And I'm like Oh no I'm not relevant Sure um, I must keep going to Metro's To feel young again <laughs> But um, yeah No I, I fear it I think I, I fear ageing a little bit I think it's just you're well me personally but maybe you can relate you start to assess where you are in life constantly yeah do you find that yeah you're like i'm just i think part of it as well might be a post uni thing as much as it is an age thing yes. because while you're at uni and i did uni until i was 25 so like it happened a bit later and i think you were similar 24 yeah, yeah. That, so yeah. a little bit later kind of um so while you're at uni you just you don't really question where you're at because you're like i know what i'm doing like i'm once I get this degree, everything's going to change. But yep. I've been graduated for like two years nearly now. So uh, the pressure to be like, am I moving in the right direction or am I stagnant? Mm-hmm. That that is just ever present. Mm-hmm. And I don't know it would be different if I was 21 and graduated or 27 and graduated. Mm-hmm. But um, that's probably like a direct sort of effect aging has had on me a little bit. Um, being a little melodramatic because we're still quite young. But yes. uh, it is a mindset change for sure. Does... Um, uh so I obviously don't have that feeling much anymore. Mm-hmm. So when I graduated and I was looking for my graduate job, I did have that moment. But now that I'm like working with my degree, yeah. I'm uh, working towards uh, getting my license uh, and doing things like that. Uh, I don't have that. I don't have that because I'm okay. back in that mindset that when I'm at uni, like I know what I'm okay. doing. I, I know where my I'm heading. I know what track I'm on. I know how long it's going to take me. Yeah. There's like the end goal or like the finish line for my current goal is like is is very realistic it's very there mm. um so i don't have that much anymore fair enough um it's probably to do with the fact that i'm trying to make a career on youtube sure yeah honest. so there's a lot more self-doubt around 
whether you're on the right path. Yeah. For for you, it's a little more linear. You can see what the next yeah. step is. I have yeah. no idea what the next yeah, step yeah. is for me. So that's probably part of it as well. But. Yeah. And I'm sure if you were employed by YouTube right now yeah. on like a graduate program to become like their next greatest con- yeah. content creator, yeah. you would feel very secure with it. Good point. So yeah. obviously like, YouTube is like a much harder um, industry to navigate. Yeah, I suppose. But I mean, even just broadly things like um, nowhere near married, not that I want to be, but um, and then like, have I do I have enough savings for someone my age? Yeah. Um, is my car good enough? Probably isn't. Um, <laughs> as my dad constantly reminds me, I drive a shitbox, but um, I'm not very materialistic, which is probably a good thing. But um, but yeah, anyway, just things like that. I, I start to think about more. Do you do you think about that sort of stuff? Maybe it's just a personal. personal um, no, I definitely do. Um, I think I'm a lot more I'm a lot more chill on myself as of late um, and I think mainly because uh, I, I, I like I don't make a lot of money and that's because I'm obviously in a graduate role yeah, yeah. so once I finish that graduate position and I move into the next phase True. I will obviously make a lot more money so I think like my mom always said because this was something that I was like worried about going into it you know I was like telling my mom like and I was sort of like working on a budget and doing all this stuff and, tr- and trying to make sure that there was money at least going into like a different savings account, which I sure. don't touch, all this kind of stuff. And my mum just said like, honestly, don't even worry about it for the next two years. Mm. Like, don't even worry. Like, enjoy your life, spend your check. Like, it's not going to matter because like, you're not making enough money to really do anything with it anyway. Yeah. Okay. Just, just live well, enjoy it and get through this two years and you'll be much happier doing that than if you like just stripped yourself you didn't go out you didn't socialize because yeah. you're too worried about money like money will come money will come like mm. yeah and i think it's the perception of like how old we are and what we should yeah. have together versus like i mean you give me another 20 years which is a long time and i'm only i'm only um 47 so at 47 what would you expect from someone like do you expect someone to be retired at 47 like i don't like mm. you're still gonna be working you're probably if anything you're gonna be in like your peak grind yeah. like you're gonna be making the most money that you will at any time through your life yeah so i sort of look at it in that way and think like the money situation and all that will come i don't worry too much about that it's more just like yeah at this stage enjoying it enjoying my time enjoying my life enjoying work and uh, and taking it for what it is, I'm a graduate on a graduate's wage. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be buying anything extravagant. I'm not mm. going to be doing anything crazy with my money. I'm just, it's just, it's just paying me to live, basically. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's probably really good advice for people our age um, or younger yeah. coming into it. Yeah, it's probably probably something not worth uh, stressing about too much. What about like the physical side of aging? Do you um, how do you feel about that? Because yeah, it shit, uh, yeah. Scares, scares me so much. Yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, not keen, not ready for that. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's all like in the moment. It's very dramatic. Yeah. Um, because you see guys that are like 30, 40, and it's just a different look that you need to adopt. Mm. So there's the look of being youthful, which is like everyone wants it, like it's the best thing ever. And then you sort of get to our age, and you do start seeing those slight signs of aging. Mm. You see it sort of like passing by, and 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 yeah the, the things that like you'd expect from someone older be like oh fuck but i am old so <laughs> this, this, this is this is me now vicious cycle yeah um but then it's again i think it's just like this weird little transition period that we're in before yeah. we enter that next phase and then i have i i think i will be i think i'll be a, a good looking old dude i think i'll be a good looking 30 year old i think i would be a good looking 40 year old as long as you do all the right things which is get good sleep eat good food and keep active and keep healthy and mm. and work out and do all those good things i think 
it will be fine. It's just the yeah. transition period of like adopting a new look. Mm. You're not a, you're not a youthful young person anymore. Yeah, that's true. you're starting to transition into that next one and being okay with that. And if you're not, then doing things about it that make you feel better. Yeah, that's it. I I don't think it's affecting me too much at the moment. Uh, it's kind of a blessing, but it was kind of a curse when I was younger. Whereas I looked like four years younger than I was. So like when I was like 19, most people thought I was still you know in high school and. Even, even when I was 22 at Bunnings once, I was 22 and someone was like, oh, how come you're, you're at work today? It's a school day. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm 22. Yeah. I didn't think I looked that young, but anyway. Um, but uh, and now that's kind of followed on a little bit at 27. Most people don't think I look 27, which yep. is kind of a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a few greys in here somewhere, deep embedded in the old noggin, but in the old scalp there. So, But, you know, that doesn't really phase me too much. Um, I'll probably use some like shampoo. There's like shampoo to get rid of grey hair or cover them up. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, they die in there. Much. Yeah. But the, the thought of it does kind of scare me. Like, I mean, I got, I got ID'd like three times in the last month. And when I say ID'd, I mean at the footy. <laughs> Who's been ID'd at the footy? No one. Like very rarely. Yeah. The guy who ID'd me was like five years younger than me, I reckon. And then a couple of times at the bottle shop. And I was like, I'm like 10 years older than you. Yeah. <laughs> not, not 10, but yeah. You probably just look like, you now probably just look like one of those like, like 18, 17 year olds that look like they're really mature, but they're not. <laughs> it's the mustache and mullet style. That's yeah. what it is. It's very in with like the uh, young post-teen crowd. youths, if they say. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So yeah, no, all good stuff to look forward to. But uh, I mean, 27 is still pretty young. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of people say that I don't look 27. Mm. Um, I definitely didn't, I wasn't as extreme as you. So I always looked younger than what I was, but yep. it wasn't as extreme. I, yep. may, I maybe cop like the two years difference. Yeah, yeah. So when I was like, yeah, 20, people thought I was 18. Mm. When I sort of get got to those like 20 to 25, like people was just thought I was like two years younger. And now people sort of say like, oh, yeah, I can you be about 25. Yeah. Um, I can't tell with you. I think when you're really close friends with someone, you just lose sight of what they yeah, look like. Yeah, for sure, so yeah. I, I, I know that you're 27 and I have known your age for the entire eight, eight years we've been friends. So mm. I have no idea how to judge you. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. You're probably the same with me. Yeah. 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 I know exactly how old you are. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think it's just like, yeah, when you meet people, how old they think you are. And, yeah. Um, like people at work, when they like, when it was my birthday and they're like, how old are you turning? 27. They're like, oh, I didn't know you were that old. Oh. Yeah. 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 I get that bit. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Which, is, which isn't, ba- isn't a bad thing. It, it, like when the guy at work, who's actually like a pretty decent friend of mine, when he said like, shit, I forget how old you are. It sucks because it's like, yeah, I am old. But then you also realize like... There's upside to that. Yeah. So like... <laughs> I'm hanging out with this 22-year-old and he considers me peers yeah. with him. Like, like we're cool. Like, he, he does, he's not like, why is this old dude with us? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. obviously, yeah, there is, a, there, there is an upside to it and there's also the negative, which, like, you realise, yeah, I am old. Mm. But I'm keen for it. Like, I'm happy with the things that I've done. I don't think I've really squandered any time of my life, any years. I've, I've, ever since I was, like, 15, I've always actively been doing something, mm. which is, like, an apprenticeship, uni, graduate programs at work um so yeah i think you have said to me a few times that when you were younger and kind of now you this is the time frame of your life you look more most forward to yeah like your late 20s yeah why is that really i guess you have more money yeah generally people in their physical prime yep those, those would be factors yep um I mean, given that when I was 18, I thought it'd be more put together at 27. Yeah. I, I think when you're younger, you just like overestimate mm. what 
those ages after you. Yeah. So now like, I probably look forward more to that like 30 era. Right, right. I think from 30 onwards, I think I'll I'll be really good. Yeah. I, I look, I actually really do look forward to those. That's cool. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think I, I've always like liked and looked forward to hard work. When mm. everything sounds like hard work and hard to do, like... Like a grind. Yeah, yeah it kind of excites me. And again, that, that's like, it gives me that real reason to wake up in the morning. Yeah. So... Um, and I'm also, I also grew up in a very like loving family. So I'm also keen for that. So I think looking forward to like being like really secure in my work and hustling really hard, but making really fucking good money. That excites me. Yeah. Also excites me to like have a wife and have children. Not that I'm like ready for it yet. And like, I don't want it in the next yeah probably five years. Yeah. I, I am keen for that phase because I yeah. think that phase is going to bring something completely different out of life. Like if you sat me down and, and I wrote down what I consider life, like the experiences that I feel, what excites me, is going to be marginally different to like in five years' time, mm. where it'll probably be like, well, like I really enjoy going to my, my son's football game. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the most beautiful moments. Like in five years. <laughs> Damn. Hard, hard to do. You start acting. <laughs> I had, to, I had a kid like two years ago. <laughs> um, but like, you know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. five years is a bit short of a time frame. But no, yeah. Um, yeah, like I'm just keen for those sort of things to, to be important to That's me. Cool. Yeah. No, I like it. That's good. I'm sorry, what was your question that you asked me to send? What were the things that you look forward to about that age? Right. Which I think so, can, yeah, let me revert that back to you then. Um, is there a period of life that you're sort of excited for? Uh, not really, to no? be honest. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't think of it in, that, in those terms, I guess. Um, it is sobering sometimes. I think it occurs to me every now and then, I'm like, the man that you thought you were going to be when you grow up, we're there. This is, and it's kind of scary, but also inspiring because mm. it makes me think I need to act. I yep. need to do something proactive, which I feel like I am at the moment. So I don't, I don't feel too bad about that. I'm extremely short-term sighted. Yep. Um, and I think it serves me well for the most part. I'm just very micro ambitious with like, so for instance, uh, trying to make a career on YouTube, right? Um, maybe I should be more forward thinking, but all I'm thinking is, the next month of footy, this is how I'm going to structure my videos, get it out there, put together a really solid month, get aim for a hundred thousand views every month. Um, and then hopefully things will trickle down from there. Yeah. That's about as far forward as I like to think. And I think I've kind of got to be like that a little bit. It would be nicer to have a clearer image of what will life be like in an ideal within two years, because people ask me that or like five years and I don't have a clear answer, but I think the, it's never the wrong answer to just put your head down and work hard. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that, yeah. that's kind of where I think of it now. Um, I've always felt that maybe in my younger years that my late 20s was going to be more of a, a prime time, as I said, the money thing, um, and maybe like my physical prime as well because I was kind of a geeky looking kid from about 14 to... 27. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, nah, do you know what I mean? I've kind of outgrown the geeky phase now um, and just a lot more comfortable in my body and stuff like that. So... All that combination. Um, I, I feel like I'm in my prime years now, mm. to be honest. Um, mm. And it'll be a pleasant surprise, I'm sure, when hopefully in 10 years I have a wife and kids or whatever. Um, and that will bring a whole new meaning to life. Yeah. And I, I'm not into kids or families or marriage at the moment, but I know myself and I know that I will like th- like be completely immersed in it once it, once it arrives. And yeah. it is something I want eventually. So yeah. I just don't know how far off that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, it's, um, the world changes so quickly. So previous generations obviously fell into that life a lot sooner than what we will. Mm. So our grandparents obviously 
got married and had kids when they were like teenagers, basically. Yeah. Um, my mum was really young. She had my older brother when she was 22. Yeah. Which is uh, still like really young even back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think things are like really shifted for yeah. our generation. So I don't think those things are expected until a lot later. It's different for guys though. For sure, because we don't have that prime birth, bear, like childbearing years. And yeah. that's something to think about. So yeah. if we want to be guys that are peaking and finding their families in their mid to late 30s, we're going to have to be with younger women. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. But it is something to consider. It's not like, like that's one thing that will stop society completely going past it is because whatever it is, 20 to 35, I think 35 to 38 is the, the sort of, I think 38 is the age for women where it gets a little dicey. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would like to have it have it happen before yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. So that there is that kind of little pressure a little bit, but, yeah. um, but we're still a long way away from that. Yeah. So, I think yeah. from like 30 onwards, I would be more keen to yeah, like start yeah. looking into it. Mm. Not saying that I want a kid like on 30, yeah. but like from 30 onwards is when I'd be like, okay, like I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm ready for this. This is uh, well, like a, probably, a new decade. And every I'm, girl you meet, you might think, is this the one? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't think about that now. Yeah. Um, if it, if it has become a great relationship, it's just because it's been the right person at the time. Uh, not because I'm like, ooh, let's lock this one in. Oh, really? <laughs> well, some people are like that. Some I've people... always been like that. In what way, sorry? The, um, the, the latter. Sorry. The latter? <laughs> what did you... So I'm contrasting like myself. I've never, ever looked for a girlfriend. Every girlfriend I've had, I've met, really liked them, and it's become... A great thing. Oh, yeah. Versus there are people out there, like you can see on their Tinder profiles or whatever. I don't have Tinder, but you can see, I've seen it before. And they're just like looking for a serious relationship. Sure. Like that. And I just can't do that. I get no. anxiety thinking about looking for a relationship. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I've, I'm a lot like that as well. Um, in terms of, I've only had one girlfriend. So one yeah. actual girl that's been like, we've been an official title, boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Like we're in, a, we're in a relationship. But, um, so I will meet girls and I'll like, get to know them and do whatever. But I will never date somebody because like they're the best option of what I have right now. Yeah, yeah. I date them with a, a long, like long term mentality sure. of like, like would, would I be happy to like, right. would, would I be happy for this to be the end, the yeah, end game? Yeah. Would I be happy for this person to be like, if I get in a relationship with them, like that's it. Like yeah, we okay. end up getting married. Like is, is this really the person that I want to do that with? Yeah. And so that's why I've only had one girlfriend because I was only one girl that, did that yeah. and the rest I've seen girls and then it's got to a point where you know things get in the way or, or there's attributes that we might not like about each other mm. and then like you just call it and so like right well yeah. let's not take this any further let's not get any too serious about this like it was really loving like meeting you and getting to know you but I think this is where our story ends yeah and so that's sort of the mentality that I have yeah okay oh, that's interesting yeah I'm very selective I'm very picky mm-hmm. um, but when I do like trying it's usually serious mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen that much mm-hmm. so yeah relationship advice yeah come to cold world I mean I've been single, single I've been single for like well, eight years seven years mm. it's been a long time yeah yeah most of the time I've known you so. yeah yeah so if you're looking, don't come if to anyone's me anyone's single out there what would you say <laughs> so don't come to me relationship yeah. advice <laughs> I actually yeah. am pretty good at it funny enough I'm the, I'm the type of person where I'll give you great advice about your life mm. but when I have an issue I have like no answers. I'm yeah. just like, this This is the worst thing. Like, uh, yeah, I'm always good at like, yeah. When I'm emotionally removed from the situation, I'll give some banging advice. When yeah. I'm submerged in it, 
I'm just like flustered. I think that's pretty like, common. To be yeah, fair. yeah. Would. Yeah, and that's why it's always good to stop and be like, "What advice would I give to a Jesse or a Dylan in this scenario yeah. if it was them?" Yeah, and then you might not like the sound of it, but that's usually sometimes it's right what thing. what you need to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true that. Mm. Well, I think that's about time. Yep, I think it's great time good. to wrap it up. Um, got into the Astron fight. Talked a little about relationships. It was Astron for it. I really need to get that in there. You stole that. I did steal that. It's not even a good joke. No, <laughs> such a dad joke. All of my jokes are just stolen from somewhere back in somewhere in time, and people just hear it for the first time with me, and they're like, hmm, "Not bad." <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Nice. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, watching, viewing, and hopefully subscribing. Smelling. Um, nice. Another one. I forgot what number we're up to now. These twelve. Podcast twelve. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Give us a like. Give us some comments. Um, I have had people starting to um, follow me on Instagram and whatnot. Mm. Uh, so I'm sorry if I haven't accepted yet. I'm actually trying to figure out how I want to play it. Right. Because I got my personal I've, account. Right, yeah. and I've got I've got it set on private, and uh, I'm not trying to get famous to be honest. Well, we do have a Cold World account. So. so so follow the Cold World account. We'll always reply to that. We'll always follow you back. Are we doing that? I haven't opened it for a few months. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. We suck. Cool. But in theory, I will generally follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hit us up on that. Always happy to talk, chat, uh, but really appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. For the Cold World Podcast, that's all for now. So we'll see you in the next one. Catch you guys. Thank Peace. You.